in Star Trek, what's it's was the first, first objective, first pro, first. <sighs> Something Prime One, isn't it? Good morning and welcome to the Poorly Informed Podcast. Today I am your host Peter, and with me are Theo, Max, and Will. And on this episode, we are going to be looking at what we would do if we find intelligent life, or if we find life in the universe. The universe is large, many millions of planets, galaxy is enormous, and there is, I would say, a reasonable chance that there is life out there. There's a chance that we will, at some point in human history, run into that life, and we have to make a decision on what we do then. So what I'm going to do, the plan of this episode is, I'm going to chuck some suggestions, chuck some scenarios at the my three friends here, and we'll see what they respond, we'll see what they think, hopefully get some discussion going. I'll keep changing the scenario up uh, to like, change the parameters, change the variables, see what different answers we get, see, push the bounds of our, like, the limits of our morality. The first scenario I think we're looking at is like the most basic one. We are doing some space exploration, we're flying about, we see a, an interesting planet, we, we fly down, have a look, and we find um, animal life on it, alien animal life. So not intelligent, not civilised in any way, but animal level intelligence so for example dinosaur space dinosaurs we find space, space dinosaurs they've <laughs> escaped um, the meteorite yeah so what do we do, what do we do if we find space dinosaurs what would everyone here do i don't know i feel like lots of people what a well, like era of, sort of space exploration are we in is it kind of like anyone can do it so, yeah or we can, just the government we can just... hop on the spaceship and fly about. so i can like Hire out a seat on the it, space. It won't be cap. cheap, but yeah, you can get us on get on the space cap. So what's this like international flights in say the nineteen sixties or something? Like, I would say it's more like uh seventeen hundred exploration. Seventeen hundreds exploration. So not anyone oh, okay. can do it. So if, if you're you, rich enough you can do it. Well, yeah, but like it also takes someone of great you know, I mean, certain uh, characteristics. Yeah, you still have to fly out and explore. Okay. Oh, space. that scuffers my but, plan but, for but a zoo. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'll still make a zoo, zoo if you want. A zoo. But it's now it's now reachable. It's reachable. It's accessible. And it and it isn't like you're going to die getting there. You're probably going to be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's just it's people. uncharted space, and you have to dedicate some money, some time to get there. Okay. Will you, but you will come back. You you will come back. So mm-hmm. how does that work in terms of time? Like how do you? I'm, so it's not a, not a day trip. But like <laughs> We're not discussing the minutiae oh, Mars for a picnic on Father's Day or something. <laughs> we can fly at an appreciable fraction of the speed of light. Okay. Well, you know, an appreciable. It's a way of saying a sentence without actually saying anything. <laughs> it's a way of saying we will fly fast, basically. Very fast. I think what we would do is we would send our best and brightest researchers to go down and look at this new because if we've never discovered alien life before we have only seen examples of carbon-based life forms on earth we haven't seen any other type of life so this could be completely different but couldn't they get like eaten yeah but i mean if you've seen like i mean if you go through the jungle and like you pro- if you have the right equipment you're not going to get murdered by a tiger no probably. but we know what's in a jungle like relatively and we know ways of like not getting killed by panthers or yeah, yeah we didn't the first time we yeah exactly well, yeah and we all died like no. a lot of people died exploring the jungle oh, yeah, the first yeah, a, lot, few a times. lot of people did but people also didn't but I mean these these guys would be carrying guns I mean we have oh, some level okay. of I mean I assume they would be you don't venture out into but a would planet. guns work on these guys maybe they're too like would 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 bullets bring down a T Rex probably yes 
They're massive. Not bulletproof though. Yeah, but like one, you, would, one like, shot like, like, between like, the eyes. No, no, but an emu can keep running with like five bullets in its bodies. Like depends think about a T Rex. Depends where you hit it. It's got big heads, easy target. I mean, yeah, but the if, thing is with a bullet, it doesn't so much have the stopping. Like you might fatally wound it, but you're not going to stop it in its tracks yeah. necessarily. Like it's not like with a human where a bullet can actually like knock a human over if it's a large enough caliber. True. So. You have to be somewhat careful, but so I still think we'd send. Guns. If you had enough people, you, uh, so you could put down. T- you could put your, down t- your, you it's two like a are no. dropping teams down. Theo, actually, no, no, I want to, I want to make a zoo. You want to make a zoo, That's which is like you still have to drop a team down. Yeah, you're dropping down eventually. Do and all you're the carting research, off the intelligent life. Well, you're carting off the life back to Earth to have a uh, space zoo. I, know, I, I think feel like that would be very expensive to get them off the planet. So I'd I'd create a zoo there and create like a theme park kind of Jurassic Jurassic. Park, there are five. There are five movies telling you why this is a bad idea. But it's in the future. Yeah, but the Romans future managed plan. to do it. They would get animals from all over the empire and bring it in. I mean, yeah, and they only had like, like rubbish. Like yeah, no, but they did it to put them in gladiator arenas. Yeah, you I mean, want to make a zoo. I mean, got to feed them. Sorry, watching someone fight a T Rex would be pretty impressive. <laughs> but you got. What's your? What's your? I know. I feel like the first thing you got to make it sound like. You know how you go to an area and you're like, wow, this is cool, we need to preserve it or whatever. I feel like you've got to make this some sort of national, interspatial? Intergalactic. Intergalactic heritage, you know, UNESCO heritage area or something. (laughs) Um, Like, you've got to stop anyone, like, you've got to block anyone else from getting there. Because, say, if they go on this planet and they find that you can mine diamond in large quantities or something, you know, it's going to be a free-for-all. So you've got to... It's got to be quite secret, and you've got to conduct this research. I mean, I'd agree with you. I drop teams down. I'm not sure I want them to take guns because they, like, sh- even shooting a few. We don't know what the ecosystem's like. Even shooting a few animals could have I mean, a huge impact. Even now, when we know how endangered it is, no elephant species species are. Mm. People still kill, like, carry guns yeah, around. Yeah, but that, that and, and, and that's not right. No, because people no, are more because, important than elephants. Yeah, exactly. Like, I still value a person over an elephant. It's, it's a good kind of like. No, I I think in this case the the alien species being alive are worth more than the few. So if now, your team, no, if your ten crack scientists go down and all get eaten by like space T Rexes. You just teleport. be like, okay, okay. That, we that's get tele- no, we can't teleport. teleport. That's, you know, the whole, like, <laughs> my whole thing is like, it's a nice thing having all these animals around. You know, like it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. You know, it's morally good to help all these endangered. You know, well, just to help all these animals and make sure they're not dying. You know, leave them alone, preserve them. However, they're still not more important than a person is. Like it's kind of no, 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 always going to be secondary. I'm not saying the animals life. are directly more important, but I'm saying the you just did. No, 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 no. I'm saying the ecosystem. So say if you kill one animal at the top of the food chain, yeah, okay, that could then have a massive impact on that local food chain. So you know when um, if you kill too many plankton, okay, whales start struggling to survive because they can't eat. Or I'm not... So I'm saying you could have a massive damage on food chains, on ecosystems, because we don't understand how fragile they are, what True. they're like. See, the, long term, the long-term impact could be significant just from one guy shooting a few too many bullets around. Okay, so we've got sort of two schools of thought here. We've got Theo's less interventionist than Max's, like, hardline capitalist, <laughs> space capitalist, and the wheels uh, have poked them with stick research. <laughs> um, like, we're changing the scenario here. We run into intelligent life that's on a sort of hunter-gatherer caveman level of intelligence or sophistication let's say right so they have the technology that humans have had for like 99% of their existence what does that change does that change anything you do 
Yes, absolutely. Um, in my opinion, suddenly you're dealing with another sort of if they're intel and you can tell they're intelligent, then suddenly you have to deal with them as a, I think as almost as if you're dealing with an equal, because well, almost. Well, because nobody would. You've got a space basis there. <laughs> so, some, someone who can fly around at somewhat of the speed of light is not going to look down. Is going to obviously look down on a hunter gatherer. But if you're of equal intelligence, you have to treat them equally because I think that's the important thing that matters. So I say we send a delegation of <laughs> delegation and try and communicate with them and build, use that as a basis for cooperation Wouldn't and understanding. You say that it's far better to leave these people alone. But we won't, so, so I think send, we should sure. So send Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner from the film Arrival to go and do linguistic, you know... I haven't like, watched the film, but sure. No, I mean, I'm just familiar with the Basically, they go and, like... Because she's a linguistics person, so they can form some sort of communication and so on. Yeah. And so then it turned out there's some sort of time travel plot going on, but that's irrelevant to this scenario. So, Peter, you're saying, like, the prime directive thing, so that we, like, just leave them alone, don't get involved at all. But that's boring. No, because <laughs> um, I'd say space exploration, the thing it's most similar to is we, we come across a, a, a planet or filled with life and filled with like, intelligent life. And it's the most similar thing that humans can relate it to is when we found America and we found intelligent, different intelligent life there. And we wiped we them animals. out. Hey, disease, that was accidental. Di- no, but disease still killed 95% True. of the population. There is, is there not a massive risk of us having that effect again no because the biochemistry of aliens would be completely different how do we know it could still be carbon based yeah if we discover carbon based I mean I think the whole thing is we're all going to be suited up in like you're not going to just walk out (laughs) in an alien world and just hope it nothing kills you you're going to be suited up in something very carefully no but but the, the entire immune system will be if they have an immune system will be constructed differently I think I'm not sure we can like talk too heavily about just passing on a common cold because they might not even be able to catch a common cold. But they might, and you may kill them all. Yeah, and but and we what? might, and we we might not, and therefore we might not. But it, but there's a potential for a common cold for us literally being the pandemic. The one. Or they could kill us. Or yeah, exactly. So we'd all have to be very. I think it would be on us to make sure that we transmit nothing and receive nothing. Can we wear those orange suits like in Doctor Who with the lights inside the... If that makes you happy, it theory, does yes, make we me can. Happy. And, but no, I think because there's no way these people get left alone because humans do not leave people alone once we discover them. If we, we discover intelligent life, most almost will not. The North Central East are uncontacted tribe. And I think we've done almost a perfect job of like universally agreeing to just leave them alone and leave them to exist yeah, on their own. They're not di- well. They obviously are different and unique, but they're not as unique as aliens would be. There's not as much you can gain from and, and discussion, cultural exchange, as well. And as there's nothing of worth on North Sentinel Island. Exactly. Like if, if there was, was a diamond, there, if there's a diamond mine there or oil, the Chinese or the Russians or the Americans would be in like a shot. And to be fair, they did just kill. They did kill someone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so leave them, leaving them alone may not Maybe. be the best choice. Should we for the leave them to themselves because that's how they are. That's how they live. But couldn't we Wouldn't intervene? No. Advance their civilization. Would, improve healthcare so less of them die. Why would you do that? Because it's a nice thing to do. Max, you're a space capitalist. So you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> we can. In- we, can yeah. we can exploit them. Health insurance, and we want to make the yeah. money. <laughs> I think the thing is, if it's another planet we're talking about, this is like the biggest scientific discovery of all time. Like this eclipses almost everything else we've ever discovered ever, except yeah. maybe fire. This would be the biggest scientific discovery of all time, basically. And we, we we could learn so much from this. Like the potential for us is so big. 
we cannot not touch it because that's just that could throw that could stop humanity advancing to the next stage of civilization and we're not going to leave this alone once we start it therefore we have to ensure that from the beginning we approach it in a safe way that respects the natives because if we just say don't touch it somebody will touch it and the first person to touch it won't be looking after it so theo what's so we've got we've got will's position of like well i'm sort of on the side max's position of uh Raise, elevate their civilization. Yeah, elevate them. In Solaris, what you do, elevate, or what is it in like, oh, I forgot what it is. Yeah, you, you elevate them to be equal to you so you can then benefit from their skills. But then if they become equal, then they could just exploit us. Well, well, not if they're equal. No, what you do is like, say they have some unique, they have a comparative advantage, you could say. <laughs> they can breathe underwater or something. If we, you know, if we bring them up to the same level as we are, we can incorporate them into society. And they're stronger and that than we are. They have. They have great. Powers. They all have great benefits. Yeah, but they can't. I don't know. So you hold plan, a spoon or something. You're paneling <laughs> changing their culture. Not, no, I would rather breathe underwater them. than not be able to hold a spoon. Yeah, I mean, a spoon well, is the best piece of cutlery. This is not a debate for here. <laughs> the, um, um, so what? What do you want to do? What would you I'm, do? Here? I'm kind of leaning towards Will. I think he's right in anticipating the influx of you know rogue human adventurers and capitalists who are going to try and exploit. These people and poke a beehive with a stick sort of thing. Um, so I think it's important you protect them. And as I'd say, drawing on before, you protect the planet and you safeguard it and you try and stop anyone from getting in. Yeah, I think you make contact with these guys. You try and establish some sort of... I mean, obviously, they're cavemen civilizations. So that's going to be quite hard. You try and establish some sort of relationship with them. But then is it for Earth to decide what our relationship with them is to be with? What what interference we should have in their lives is it not better because they're an independent species and we believe in the right of self-sovereignty above all is it not fair for us to just watch them at a distance while they develop and maybe help them a little bit along the way so that it's harder for other people to exploit them true but I think mm. just leaving them on their own means they might repeat the mistakes that we've made so well, the yeah. whole saying of if you don't learn from history you're doomed to repeat it well, yeah, so, we, so we've learned from history so we don't repeat it that doesn't mean they don't know this they'll repeat it Let's well, say they we're not going to give another... them nuclear weapons or health insurance yeah but they instance. might develop nuclear weapons and then they might they might kill each other over like say like racism or some other well maybe thing. then we'd intervene because we have you know we, we want them to at least stay alive staying alive and self-sovereignty I think are the two important Features of their civilization at this but point. Sometimes I don't think they can be exclusive. I feel like you'll have to intervene. So and you talked about stopping the mistake, helping them stop the mistakes we've made. Yeah. Because we we've experienced, we've recorded history. We know what mistakes we made. We we don't hopefully make them again. Yeah. But what we're doing now, or what we would have been, what we would be doing then, like meeting a new alien species, that would be doing something new. How do you know that's not a mistake? No, as there's no always a chance we could accidentally drop a rat on their country, on their on the world. Yeah, because the rats gonna the... get on board. The... Oh, you know what they would? They absolutely they would. would. Rats would get on board the spacecraft, and they would spaceships. eat every single thing on the planet, and then destroy, and then end all life on the planet. Or is that a risk you're willing to take? That's I a think... risk I'm willing to take because that's because you're not just gonna land. You're not just gonna willy nilly chuck things at the planet. You're obviously gonna scan everything. Do you know how many tests they run on things before they go up into space, and how many? How much like D? What's the word? Cleaning. They go cleaning and sort of testing of things they do before they send it in space, so we don't send any unknown microorganisms into space. Yeah, yeah. As I was saying, if we're super careful about it, I I see no reason why we can't help them along the way. I. But actually, I've got a better idea. Sorry, now I've replaced my idea. Can't we fly down to their planet, build a pyramid, then disappear off for like? 
and then we can periodically come back and just take like one person and then take them for like an afternoon and then drop them back just to yeah. keep things interesting yeah, kill, yeah. kill a couple cows <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no I'm uh, talking now this is making me think in fact I think a policy of complete non-intervention is even better well and just study it like from the outside. So protect the planet, so stop any of our own getting in. So you would have a council who is responsible for monitoring Planet X's affairs, yeah. okay, and protecting Planet X. But then other than that, just observe, not in an intrusive way, but just let them develop as a civilization. Because what right do we have to interfere in a civilization that is completely not our own? What right did the first European explorers have, or did the American government have, to wipe out Native Americans? And it would be a similar situation. Like, we have no right to intervene. Not. So we could watch, and they, at some point they could become aware that we're there. It's like, and then you set up the first interplanetary relationship in the known universe. No, but I don't think we should be like, ah, oh, what right do we have to intervene in another culture if we can intervene and make it better? How do you but how do we know we're making it better? They could, providing great back in the day necessary. if you like, back in the day if you cut your arm you get like sepsis and you just die okay, you die at like what 40 years old now we have ways double that well, yeah, wouldn't you if you go over to civilization make them live longer but, make but, them have less well, yeah, but mortality. men of our own culture did that okay exactly like when we, went to, when we went to Australia you're racist you're a space racist <laughs> just because they're not us and they're no, not allowed these no, no. that's what I'm hearing I think no, what, no, what no. I was trying to say here I'm going to inject some calm what he was trying to say is yes it, they might want us they might want to live longer they might not they're different species we know nothing they could be completely dissimilar and, to us and quite frequently way. the British Empire quite frequently thought it being nice to quote you from episode one the British brought to India railways and stuff okay but it, we also killed four million Bengalese and Indians like, uh, during World War Two, during the famine, am, okay, we do, we can, we can think we're doing good things for them. In fact, the entire eighteen hundreds is just basically us going to foreign places, thinking we're being really good and humanizing the natives, the and then basically wiping them out. So, so we could think we were being, good. and I understand them. I understand the the sympathy that you think you are having a great impact. But to be honest, as Peter says, we don't know what they want. We don't know what their society looks like. Would they even be in a community? Would they not just be single people? Okay. Who, like animals, but like, like some animals have a society where they meet up, mate, and then separate again. But like, this I, example. I still think, because it's highly likely that they will, if they are a similarly intelligent species, they will very likely repeat the same mistakes we had. There will be conflict, there point? will be whatever. I think that trying to avoid that in any way possible, because we can adapt our intervention, we can't adapt our leave, our observation. So if we're leaving them alone, we will have to watch them make these mistakes, we will have to watch them, you know, high levels of infant mortality and everything, but, but they, where we they, know that we but, can change that. It may have some other effects. However, it is, you cannot argue that going into a society, making them more healthy, making disease less of an issue, making them more productive, will have negative impacts. But if, 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 you, if you fail a test yourself, okay, as an example, you, you learn from your own mistakes better yeah. than you do from someone telling you the answers. If you fail a test yourself, however, you're more likely to learn from that than from a teacher telling you the answers However, beforehand. if a teacher you know, informs you about stuff, tells you some information, and then you take the test, you're more likely to pass. But what I say, if, you look at, if we look at Earth, right... Indiv- humans doing well has been the single worst ecological disaster in the, like, the last X million years. Like we're in space, it doesn't matter anymore. It's terrible for the planet, yeah, but, we're but it's been space. great for individual humans. Like Individual humans are living longer, they're happier, and they're healthier. So I, I, I personally think that as long as we conduct our dealings with this planet in like a fair and honest way, and don't just do what every single other time has happened, where 
the more powerful group just kind of gets what it wants and get it exploits the less powerful group i'm wondering if they are so much less powerful than us there's almost like the ants they're like ants we don't really care but therefore we don't care enough to be able to, to exploit them and actually if we deal with them fairly i think it could be a great thing for everyone we could learn a lot okay. and we could boost them i'm all for stop <laughs> i think we've had a, this particular scenario has been run through i am a, obviously an unbiased host so I favour no particular course except Theo is clearly correct. <laughs> um, it's boring. It's boring. So that's a first. The next scenario, there is an ice age going on. We have this intelligent life, and then the planet gets cold. I don't know. It moves slightly out of orbit, or it tilts somehow, and temperatures drop several degrees. And the intelligent life, the caveman level civilization that we're dealing with, begins to die off very, very rapidly. Do we intervene, or how do we intervene? What do we do? Yes, we do. We intervene. You intervene to save their lives. To save their lives, yes. How Although, do we... maybe, like, nature, oh, they're doomed. It could to... be a cyclical die-off that is necessary for them to keep surviving as a species. But, yeah, however, I think cyclical things are only necessary without technology. So, for us at the moment, natural selection. Natural selection definitely was necessary in the past. However, now, technology, we can make up for that. If you're born without an arm or something, you'd have to die you can get a robot arm which is so much cooler than a real arm but that's another <laughs> that's another <laughs> conversation I you can think, chop your arm off if you want yeah once you reach a certain level of technology you don't have to go through all these cyclical things or nature things because you can make up for it in another area but then that means you just have to go into all the technology like you can't just intervene and go away again because then the same thing will happen again coats <laughs> go in. Then what happens <laughs> when the coat gets thin they yeah. can't repair them more coat. <laughs> this is a multi-year. Okay, this, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so have what? a continuing relationship with an interplanetary species where you give them coats and they give you not much in return. Yeah, yeah that's why I got my previous idea of you elevate them to our level. But this happens the second we meet, like the second we meet, the them. month after we meet them, it gets started. They're not just going to suddenly learn like Newton physics. Well, we try. We try and teach them it. Like we will obviously like, build again. This is sounding Do a lot like ne- re- uh, reservations and allotments towards Native Americans in well, no, the late Native 1800s. Native Americans weren't just 1900s. dying off. They wouldn't have died off. They the kind year. of were. Yeah, there were only 130,000 of them in reservations. Yeah, yeah. In, the yeah, in reservations. They weren't dying off, so we put them in reservations so they could live. That's what, which is what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting now is that they are dying off because they're on their own. So what we do is we try to save them because that is the moral thing to do. Oh, we've got the moral lives. card into play. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. No, I'm not playing the moral card. I'm just saying... I'm just saying it's the moral thing to do. <laughs> when there's other intelligent life in the universe that is sort of our equal, and when it's just us and we find some others and then it's dying, we, we almost have to save it. We, we can't I, let I, that I, go. I think you've got to... Because we, as humans, we've only been intelligent beings for... 7,000 years? Like, we've well, only... No, we've been in this no, intelligent no, I mean, for... I mean, our, our civilization has... We've only become academically intelligent... Uh, civilizationally intelligent uh, for the past 6,000 years or so on. Uh, you know, we developed agriculture yeah, yeah. and so on. You know, society had been a constant stage of development since True. then, more or less. These guys, and therefore we still don't understand the impact of ev- nat- natural selection and evolution and whether it is fair, you know, we, we didn't understand whether the Ice Age was good for humanity or not. So how can we pass judgment? My my argument is that you wait until the last possible moment. You s- see whether are these guys going to be completely wiped out. If so, okay, let's do something in a managed, nuanced, subtle way to help them. 
But if you make too much of a presence, then suddenly you've just got this imbalanced relationship which is going to cause problems throughout their history. Like, it would just fuel conspiracy theories. I, I thought Theo was going for a Noah's Ark then. <laughs> last possible moment of round two. Yeah, well, well, your whole thing about the last possible moment is how do you know when the last possible moment is? Oh, you're like you say, you're smart people. Give them coats or something. <laughs> Apparently we can also work out when the last possible moment is. It, well, um, whatever. So my, my whole thing is, you were saying about how uh, you don't know what the impacts of developing a society at certain levels is. Isn't it just the same as a baby? A baby isn't born with any knowledge, but you can still teach them things to, to work in society. You teach them and base around society. So if we teach these natives like they are babies, like, so we, tell, like well, we don't tell them this is how you have a society, we help them form a develop, we help them adapt to a developed society. Surely, it, you don't need those thousands of years of dying and warfare and struggling if we can accelerate it. It doesn't matter the I mean, process as long as the end result is the my, same. My biggest fear is that this is sounding a lot like you're going to grow up a society where you have a superior species and an inferior species. And you're going to get an, an imbalanced relationship which fuels conspiracy, which fuels unrest, which fuels resentment because people want sovereignty, people want freedom. And it could appear, well, I'm not saying this is the case, it could appear that we're just telling them what to do and dominating them. And that's going to cause problems. That's going to cause violence, as we've seen with different groups of humans throughout history. Battle of Little Bighorn, the Revolutionary Wars. True. Okay, so many different uh, independence wars and bush wars throughout history in South America and Africa and to minor extent in Australia. So get, we're going to get to a point where the press, I, I say in air quotes, overthrow the oppressors, also in air quotes. This isn't, a, this isn't a situation that I can see lasting long enough, lasting far enough without people just becoming people, aliens just becoming angry. Well, I, we're not going in there to rule them. We're going in there... We, we would have to make it that we are treating them as equal. So we obviously wouldn't add it to, you know, the greater Earth Empire or whatever. We would let them stay independent, but we would just elevate them and try to create diplomatic ties. Rather than just rule over them, it would be more of a... This is sounding a lot like the justification for colonialism in the 1700s and 1800s. I mean, yeah, that's the thing, because a lot of them are, oh, and I think we have to... I think we almost have to approach this in a more scientific manner of we can't afford to let them die because then we lose this great scientific resource, which is sort of a slightly different way of approaching it, which means we're less likely to exploit them sort of socially, culturally or from their resources, but we're more likely to try and preserve what they have now and see what we can teach them just because we're interested in it. And I think that's a slightly purer way of getting it that might be less destructive because if we go into it saying, okay, what can we get out of this? Of course we're going to crush them. Like, I mean, we have spaceships and nuclear weapons. They have, I don't know, a stick or whatever this equivalent <laughs> of a stick is. But things like, I don't know, offer to teach them how to make fire if they can't already. Offer to show them how to make better caves. How do you make a better cave, actually? I don't know if that really... Mm-hmm. But basic yeah, small really. things that... You only need small things to get enough people to survive something like an ice age. If we take a more scientific approach at preserving them, we are more likely to actually preserve it rather than... We give this to scientists, not politicians or the military. And, you know, I think we can trust them, hopefully. What, scientists to protect the planet as well? More likely to, yeah. I think that my problem with any sort of intervention or any sort of giving them technology is that with humanity, our culture grew up as our civilization grew up. Our culture changed as our civilization changed. If we give these people civilization, if we give them technology, 
we are essentially enforcing our culture on them. There's no way their culture can survive a human technology or being elevated to human levels of technology. And I feel like that would be a, a massive cultural crime, wouldn't it? I don't... Well, it's obviously an issue. However, I think meaning making less of them die young, making there be less catastrophes, making overall prosperity greater is worth some slight cultural degradation. In preserving... Well, we, we obviously do it in a way that we preserve their culture as well. However, if there did have to be some slight sacrifices, I think that is worth skipping ahead thousands of years of cultural development. Things like introducing fire, maybe teaching them basic reading, writing skills, and, and I don't make teach them how to make rope. How about that? Stuff oh. like that. We're not going to go, okay, here's a nuclear reactor, as Max said earlier. I think it's a case of very, very slowly yeah, building. Yeah. Maybe doing a thousand years in a, a year instead, because for much of our evolution, a thousand years, nothing changed. Very but, quick. No, no, but I'm not talking in the last... So ignore the last yeah, 7,000 like, years. swords to nuclear weapons. No, no, <laughs> ignore the last 7,000 years. But if you think of like, the previous 150,000 years since we've been some anatomically modern humans... Give them a bow and arrow, Every you? year, almost nothing... Every thousand years, almost nothing has changed. It takes tens of thousands of years for stone tools to advance properly, for fire to start appearing. Just give them agriculture one year, boom. And actually, that's a good point. If you did want to really kickstart them, we only really need to do a very small number of things, and bam, they'll mm. probably find it all themselves. So, time is moving on. On to the next scenario I have. Um, this is similar to the last one, but instead of it being caveman life, it, the life is year 2000 levels, it, like civilization. So there are, there are nation states, there are, there's instant communication, and there is weapons. There are weapons capable of uh, Very exciting. destroying and killing millions and millions of individual life forms at a time. Less exciting. And it's a year 2000 on the brink of war, on the brink of a nuclear holocaust. So this isn't some, like, these people have a civilization, they have a world which they are, they have mastered. And they're about to kill everyone on it. I think get the popcorn, some good commentators, and boom, we've got ourselves a nice piece of entertainment for the year in the year 2050. <laughs> no, we'd intervene. I reckon we would disarm it. Like this would have to, this would be a much more engaged, much more militaristic approach, but we would have to go and we have to disarm everyone. And try and find out how to deal with it. But will we be trusted as mediators? Yes, because we obviously have no, um, we don't have no bias because we have no historical ties to either side. Yes, yeah, that's just because that. we've been influencing human history. Like it, it, it almost it effectively adds up to suggest that there is an unbelievably strong bias somewhere. Who we, again? What? I mean, if, we, if we go to a planet and one side, I don't know, is a dictatorship and the other side is a democracy. Is this it's a new planet? This is a, yeah, yeah, a this is a new Where you assume they yeah, have yeah. a concept of democracy. Well, well for instance, maybe... They have like, nation-states. They have instant doesn't mean they have a concept of democracy. No, but say, but say one side did right. and the other side didn't. Ask if you say, I don't know, the United States or like a European nation or whatever. Say the humans are in a democracy at the current time. They are probably going to favour that. That's probably yeah. going to be what is... And I don't think that's a bad thing, because dictatorships are bad. Like, we may favour the societies which are similar to our own, but that's because I think we've... I'm not going to say we've got it right, but I think we are better than other... What if the society is like 
uh, I don't know, like an ant colony or beehive where there's like one queen that's like, but in this case, instead of being like having all the workers, they're just super intelligent and the rest of them are just like average Joes. What, in that, what about in that case? Well, in that, is so that's your species is like that or is that one? That, no, that's what the species is like, yeah. But they have like one. So what are they fighting over? No, but there's more, there's more than one colony. Oh, there's more than one colony. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know, we'd have to try and find a way to intervene and peacefully resolve it. Or as peacefully as possible to prevent there being a nuclear holocaust or other apocalyptic event. I mean, would you trust an alien, like, if we were on the brink of nuclear war between Russia or China and the United States, would you trust an alien force that just rocked up and said they were going to solve it? I mean, the alien force would instantly unite the world against an outside potential threat. So therefore, we would get wiped out. Well, no, we wouldn't be able to be wiped out because I suppose the premise is... That, no, but that would space. have massively incentivised them to then develop space transport and what? boom, you've got a space war. But everyone here is in favour of intervention of some sort. Yes. Barely. I, I think, you know what sort of... I think, was it the US did with... I can't remember which... But you know how they play sort of peacekeeper from time to time. I'm not a fan of the US, but from time to time, different countries organise and sort of a neutral nation can organise a peace agreement between the other two nations from an outside perspective that maybe the other nations wouldn't understand quite as much if you were sort of involved in it. And I think we could be useful for providing an outside view and useful for putting things into context and say, for instance, um, when uh, if a third nation comes in and can be like a neutral arbitrator between the two nations, organise some sort of peace deal that nations might not be able to see, I could see that working. But I, I think using any degree of force if, if they decide that they really are going to blow each other up sure I don't think we can stop them but what we can do is say for instance look there's no point fighting about these useless small issues there is so much more so scare the ex- like scare them in an existential way like I can't say that word but about how terrifying and amazing it is to get into space and how much things it just changes your perspective on anything maybe give them an outside perspective but yeah, no, we definitely shouldn't get involved militarily. Just that's go in and assassinate all the leaders. Because, like, the people at the bottom are often... They're not the people causing the war. It's the people at the top, really. So you go in, you assassinate all the leaders, take control... And that is going to do nothing to reduce the conspiracy theories that have been swirling around ever since we gave them coats in, like, tw- 2018 AD. But I mean, at least they're not murdering each other. I'm sorry, much. if an alien came down and murdered Donald Trump, like the world is suddenly blown away with what the hell is going on. Like that's a recipe for a galactic you, you war. You unite against the aliens, creating a united Earth. Therefore, better for your society. Do we want a united Earth? That if they are saying the year two thousand, they already have basic space travel, and if they wanted to, could probably develop space travel. In particular, I don't know space mi- nuclear missiles. Do we want a nation that can do that? Probably in the next hundred years. True. But I still think we should try and intervene, disarm them, come to a peaceful... But well, maybe not disarm them, but come to a peaceful conclusion through as little force as possible. But Personally, I actually... This is one of the only instances I would favour more intervention. I think it would be possible for us with a level of technology that's, I don't know, centuries ahead of theirs to reasonably easily disarm them of the weapons capable of destroying them. But if, if as a... Like a major point in your history was that you all suddenly gained this planet destroying weapon almost and then another race came like another alien race came and just took it from you 
how much does that define you as in opposition? What happens when then you eventually do finally catch up and are now on par with this? That that immediately creates this massive imbalance. I feel like we should always, we should never take away from the other side because then they're just going to hate us. We'd have to only help them, but we can't. I think we'd have to go and mediate. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it would be a temporary disarmament. We wouldn't go and take their technology away. We'd have to go in, then try and mediate the conflict and then work with them. It wouldn't and be if, like going and mediation, punish them. If the mediation fails, I think you've That's got to That's when we assassinate them. their leaders, take control of their country and make them a slave planet. Next scenario. Instead of meeting aliens from the year 2000, we meet aliens with the same level of technology as us. So, for example, we have decent space flight. They have decent space flight. Oh, so we're both like trying to land on this planet. It's like, oh, they're here. Yeah, so that's a good point. Oops. Have we discovered their sort of home planet, or like two of our we spaceships just kind of two of our in spaceships just somewhere. happen to run into each other? Because that's obviously going to happen. That's very likely with how small spe- space is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the famous junction just off of Mars. Or there's some there. weird radioactivity we go yeah, to investigate, we, and it turns out that they've got a little outpost on them. We, or we just detect a radio signal. Yeah, um, could, whatever. You know. whatever. Whichever one of those is more well, likely. Well, presumably it's a very awkward moment where they just bump into a space. Oh, oh okay. There's another. Um, so oh. what do we do then? We meet equivalent intelligence. You have got to move very, very quickly to sort of get some boundaries, both physical and verbal. Like, go, like you've got to, you know, okay, so what? how can we not end up accidentally fighting you and how can you not accidentally end up fighting us. I think the whole thing is you have to immediately prepare for war and pray you do not have to go to war. But I think you have to prepare for it. Because well, no, couldn't that then incite war? Yeah. Well, that's the danger. But that's the same. It's the same thing with, say, nuclear weapons. Yeah. This is just on the just same. Just like the Germans before scale. World War I, you know? Didn't the British... <sighs> We're not revisiting this <laughs> argument. But it's the same with, like, nuclear weapons because both sides know that the other side could be using them. It's this whole game brinkmanship. But if you don't bring it to the table, you're at such a disadvantage. They can say, well, you're doing this, and we'll go, no. And they'll say, okay, well, we'll blow you up then. We don't have a... What, you no, have how can we arm? How can we, like, what are we going to do that will make any difference to a space We fight? mobilise our space battleships and <laughs> put them somewhere near this area. <laughs> or you could just... Diplomacy. Just be, no, try and no, no. be peaceful. Cause Says the guy who's been interventioning in their planet for yeah, the past yeah. 5,000 years. Interventionism in a peaceful way. <laughs> no. so you wanted to make a zoo. Yeah, but that was when I knew they were dumb. But now they're like <laughs> smart people. Oh, okay. Excuse me. No, but I, I You've got the whole, soft lines on intervention. <laughs> the whole thing is you have to go at it. Of course you want to do it di- diplomatically, but you have to prepare. You can't go into this you can't, you can't, the underdog. No, you can't go into a meeting and say, right, we prepared our nuclear warheads. Let's sit down and no, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying we turn up with an army on their doorstep saying hello. We have the army conveniently parked a few planets away. That's not going to help at all. You send a dipl- diplomatic <laughs> mission, because I'm sure they're doing the same. Yeah. And we're saying, okay, who are you? We want to establish stuff. Can we establish boundaries? Can we do this and that? And then as over time, as that we get to know each other, we can send our ships to go and, I don't know, explode hey, another yeah, slave. The thing, the thing with this is that there's no precedent for this because whenever two cultures have interacted, it's always either been one much more advanced one with one that's less or it was so long ago that we have no idea. But it's kind of just always been a thing. Like in Europe, for example, we don't really know how the first European cultures interacted with each other because they were so similar and when, it, when we went over to America we were so much more advanced than them that we ha- don't really have any idea of what to go off 
in this situation. But I would have to think that you would have to make it clear that you want a diplomatic solution because you're not going to want to start a war. I mean, you've got to be very careful because they might not want a diplomatic solution. Yeah. Which is why have... you prepare your uh, military. Why would, we go, why would we go to their planet, though? Why did they, I thought it was just just, well, you just said we go to their planet. No, no, no. I no, I think oh, no, dip- I might diplomacy, we go to their planet. We go to their planet. I, I think diplomatic mission, we send, we talk to them. No, but they give... could just get killed. You've got to meet... On that's, like but that's the risk of... Or we go into a moon in the middle of nowhere, but I think the diplomacy... Not just goes around murdering people. Yeah, but... Like, you can do things aliens, peacefully. Right? We, yeah, but, we, you know, we're, we're a fairly aggressive species because yeah. we've had to develop that evolutionary... What's the... Through evolution. Through evolution. Yeah. Um, so what if these aliens have had the same problem but they've had less resources on their planet so they're even more aggressive they're even more upmanship with each other or what if they are not aggressive there's two extremes that I don't think we can go very far wrong going through the middle and being like yeah we'll be peaceful we the do radical have, we centrist do, as ever <laughs> we do have this military capacity but we want a diplomatic solution because an intergalactic we'll war want, isn't going to go well for anyone. We'll want to share the diplomatic solution out so everyone gets a fair amount of diplomatic So, Max and Theo, you, Max and Will even, you're both saying you, you're shaking their hand whilst holding a sword behind your back. No, in no. case. In case they are also hiding a hot sword. Yeah, well actually I think Will's more a sword, I'm more like a... Nuclear warhead. Like a dagger. Like you've got it. you know, it's less obvious, but like, you're still... You still have it. You're still yeah, you're preparing yeah. for the worst, but hoping for the best. Imagine in this case, we are in the United Kingdom. I don't know. Maybe we go to America and find an equivalent nation. Say in that case, both nations would get their navies and mobilize them, but they wouldn't be sending their navy across. That's the how ocean we started World War One. No one thought they would actually have to use their armies until they realized that they were going to have to use their armies. But the penalty for getting this wrong is. Literally human extinction or slavery. Yeah, you so let's not mobilize our army. But mobilizing the army, we have to be able to protect ourselves, but we also should be appearing as we should be diplomatic, we should go forward in a diplomatic way, but and but we should also prepare that if it comes to it, we have to use force. No, we can't get mobilizing the army only works if the other species is. Are we saying that the other species is also going to mobilize the army? We don't they know what the other species are going to do. I mean, the other well, species the could do probably one of three things A, instantly attack us, B, do the same as us and hedge their bets and be relatively kind of sneaky about dealing with us with diplomacy and military and the other one is they're literally peace-loving people that just kiss and i don't know grow flowers and that's their entire civilization in that in all three cases (laughs) if we have an army that we only use defensively we are in the best possible position because if they do not attack Mm. us we don't use the army if it's kind of a posturing thing we can show it as a little bit of force so we mean things but we don't have to use it and it can be fine and if they attack us we don't get instantly turned into like a slave population it's a good thing. We need to be a strong <laughs> intergalactic super empire thing. Sorry, I'll start the great again. We need a Death Star. That's what we need. We need a Death Star. Um, anyone else want to add anything to this particular scenario? No, actually no. Well, I think we've been discussing what we would do. What do we think would actually happen? Like, it, If at the moment, say, to be fair, we're not going to come across this civilization. But basically, say at the moment, right now, we met a civilization. What do you think the world leaders... Will like say what would Donald Trump do? What would Putin oh, do? Oh no! Assuming they are similar, similar enough to us, for us to have com- like communication. Yeah, I would say communication would be used, and it would mostly depend on how it the public sentiment, because I feel like 
I mean, be possible for the public to be riled up against the aliens who are going to kill us all and take our we jobs. We need to strike first. <laughs> I mean, they often in these scenarios in pop culture, you talk about the UN's response, which would mean we were mostly reliant on an old Portuguese man because it's Antonio Guterres who's head of the United Nations. I mean, I don't know whether he's normally heads of the UN are largely semi-administrators or, um, you know, they're not exactly live wire jumping up and down, running around the room people. So do we go to the UN or do sovereign nations take it upon themselves to do their own thing? I feel like we have to present the United Front because, I mean, what happens if America goes there and China goes there and then the aliens go, well, we've got one side that wants to trade with us and the other side wants to make us communist but then who who but then obviously you want the leaders of the world to represent and to go with or let you know key ambassadors or whatever so but then do you trust john bolton who is the u.s foreign secretary the secretary no, of state to I, go? I feel like the pressure would be big enough that i think that's one of the few events that would actually cause humanity as a whole to forget our differences temporarily and bond together and do something constructively no, but, because no, it's an outside human stu- unknown threat. Human stupidity is still... I mean, Donald Trump, when you come down to it, is just a stupid... Per- he, is a, he is an unintelligent, non-thinking man. Okay? Do you trust him to go and negotiate with the nice alien people? No, but I think the this is where almost... It's it's an it's an us against it turns into an us against them and in this case us becomes humanity, and I think I personally think as a whole public sentiment and most reasonable people would suddenly say okay, doesn't really matter if we have differences. The most important thing is our humanity. We need to, humanity needs to it needs to be this needs to be humanity and the blue aliens or the humanity and whoever else. This can't be different sections. This we have to unite for this. Okay, uh, as time is pressing, I'll move us on to the last scenario I have, which will probably be the quickest, and it is just us chilling on Earth, and then suddenly, bam, we're visited by super-intelligent aliens, or super-civilised aliens, super-advanced. What do then? What do then indeed? I can instantly run and hide and never find them again if possible. No, 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 we, we are still stuck on Earth. Us in 2019, and then suddenly out of the sky. Oh, it's they found Earth. They find right. Earth. They warp jumped Earth. Mm. I think in this case, you've got to be like act like tough men. You've got to be like. So in this case, I would mobilize. I think you've got to be like, hey, we are capable people, and we are ready to you know resist and to be annoying. Um, yeah, it depends how capable the aliens are, really. I think yeah. it all depends on the aliens, what they want to do, because if they're more technologically advanced, nothing we can do can really stop them. I mean, they might also it's just like, be nice people. No matter what, like, Independence Day or stuff may, like, show, if they are much more technologically advanced, we can't beat them with, like, bravery and gusto. It all depends on... <laughs> the Blitz spirit, Max. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on what technology we I, have, I, so we would be entirely it, vulnerable it to also, whatever they It wanted. also comes down to their identity as a species. Like, are they fairly relaxed people just doing exploration stuff? Like, are they just quite happy to give us a helping hand and yeah. then move on to the next planet? Or are they looking for a fight? Mm. Uh, yeah, I feel like I agree with Theo. We mobilise our army, we say we want to be treated in equal terms, and then if they come and treat us in equal terms, great. If they Death Star our planet, then, then we it die wouldn't matter well. anyway. So we, 
Yeah. But, I mean, wouldn't it be interesting if what happens if someone comes down to our planet and we're like, oh, no, we don't want to talk with you. We're literally just here to study you because you're so, like... You're so primitive. Wrong. You're so primitive. <laughs> we just want to poke you a bit and see what happens. And they obviously In think... In that oh, situation, what, what do you do wouldn't then? you rather they were like, oh, would you like some of our technology? Would you like us to help you develop as a species? Would you like us to el- no, uh, eliminate malaria and everything? I wouldn't trust it. So but you're happy would you ever say no? Could you? Could well, you it's like, like with Ch- no. uh, China and I'm going to mango the plantation in Huawei? Is it? Yeah. Huawei, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, do you, do you trust Huawei's 5G technology? Do you, trust, do you, trust, a, do you trust an alien anti-malaria vaccine? Because could they be putting something else out of our stream? Because as you say, they want to study us, they want to poke us a bit. So could the government, though. I they think there's stuff in our vaccines. The danger is being... Oh, yeah, oh, no, damn it. Yeah. You're right. The danger here is being becoming beholden to alien technology, which we don't have the uh, ability to replicate. Um, like and, Big Pharma. And if we become fully reliant on alien energy, they have 100% control over us. We lose all sovereignty because at any point they could switch their energy off and all the lights go out. So long as Again, quality like, of life for the average person improves, you're and willing to sell us more freedom. Aliens. I'm willing to completely get rid of sovereignty. If that, we have to become part of some great, some other greater empire, as long as can we join live the, better, live Mac, longer. Matt, you're an immoral fool. Can we join the European moral, Intergalactic Union? Yeah. I am in favour of that because I don't care about <laughs> some like identity of oh, I'm a human, I'm from Earth. So long as everyone is living better. I mean, I think the issue is I agree with Max. If you can be sure that the aliens are generally benevolent and fairly chill about things. If we find an intergalactic European Union, you know what? <laughs> I am fine with signing my sovereignty with away. With several layers of stifling bureaucracy. I am, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm fine with signing my sovereignty away if it benefits everyone. However, if we're not sure or if they're bad, we stay away and don't accept anything or only accept things that we have the ability to catch up to. So, like, if it's. I don't know, maybe a different type of nuclear reactor that after like 10 years we can figure out how to do. Okay, we get them to give us that. We research it and get, I don't know, 20 years ahead. But we don't get them to give us something that's like 3,000 years ahead that we will literally not be able to build for another 3,000 years because then we, we are just beholden to them. Okay, I think that, that well, that wraps up all the scenarios I have. Um, this is already looking to be quite a long episode, so I will end it here. Or we'll uh, bring it to a close here. As always, we'll look for some closing statements. Um, how, interventionist, how interventionist are you on a scale of uh, 0 to 10? Which way is which? 10 is we go, we own them. 10 is we just <laughs> exploit all of them. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, 0 is we completely ignore them and hope they never see us. Okay. 4. You are 4 interventions. No, no, no. 4 out of 10. Oh, 4 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I reckon I'm 7 out of 10 cause No you're not, you're for 9 No, because I'm not saying we exploit them But we you elevate them Zoom, and incorporate. Zoom. Well that's because they're like Dumb You can't <laughs> elevate a dinosaur to drive a spaceship What, you're just going to put a dinosaur in a zoo? Uh, yes. Have you seen Astrosaurs, Max? <laughs> <laughs> Entire book series True facts about dinosaurs <laughs> and spaceships Is the Astrosaurs book series <sighs> I think for every level of civilization they are, we add one to the interventionist thing. So the more advanced they are, the more we have to deal with them as if they were sort of equals. Um, I think that wraps up everything that I think anyone could possibly want to discuss. Um, <laughs> so yeah. congratulations if you've made it if you've made it through this whole episode. You'll be rewarded by hearing where our Instagram and Twitter <laughs> handles are. So they are both at podcast poorly. And you can reach us on email at 
poorlyinformeddiscussion at gmail.com. But you're better off going to the social media. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening. would recommend you listen to all of our episodes because it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, that's all. Thanks.